What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton. And I'm Carla. And we are... Back. Back and thankful that uh, hey, you're taking time out of what we know is your busy life to listen to us. And uh, trust me, we are so grateful that you are doing so. So thank you. Uh, today, what we want to deal with is part, part two. two of our tech talk. Um, you like that? Yeah, tech yeah. That's kind of cute little yeah, yeah. title there. Uh, and again, we'll say this again. We are not technology experts. Oh, gosh. Um, someone would laugh. Anyone that really knows me will laugh about that. Yeah, we sure. are about, you know, we're always asking people, how do you do this? What did I do wrong? How did I mess this up? But what we have seen is impact both negative and positive that technology and the way we use it can impact marriages. And so last time, if you're with us, and I hope you are, if you haven't, I hope you go back to part one, and this is part two of that two-part series. We talked about just a couple, really several, of what are some of the negative impacts or the negative ways that we allow technology to really be detrimental to our relationships. And some of the things that we've seen in our own lives, that we've seen in the lives of other couples, that if left unchecked, they can create some real issues for that marriage. And if you, just another encouragement that if that's an area that you're struggling with, hey, there's there's help out there. And uh, we really encourage you to find a really good marriage coach, um, find a good marriage counselor, depending on what the issues are. And hey, don't let that just keep going, but deal with those issues as we would say with any other kind of issues that you find are creating some problems in your marriage. Um, and again, we would love to work with you. If you're hearing this, reach out to us. We do marriage coaching. We don't do marriage counseling. We do marriage coaching. We talk about on our website, some of the differences in that. But we would love to talk with you or at least point you in a direction if this is something that you've struggled with in your relationship. So today, let's take a turn and talk about, boy, how can we use and harness technology in a way that's really positive, encouraging, that can actually build your relationship? Well, I think as we talked about in part one, some of the, the flip of what, what were potentially the negatives are going to be, okay, what... What are the good sides that we can use it? Well, it's so readily available. And so I don't have to find a payphone, right? Yep. Back in the day, won't even go there. <laughs> but anyway, um, you're on a trip, no cell phones, you only have payphones. That's why I never would hear from Johnny from days at a time because he couldn't find a payphone. Okay, but anyway, so True. It, it's readily available. You can email connect with your spouse, anybody for that matter, you can text, texting throughout the day or during the day or thinking about you, praying for you, um, is awesome. It may allow you to connect with your partner when you really could not make place a phone call based on the kind of work they do. And it may not be that they could take a, I'm going to get on the phone with you, but they can receive a text. And so that is absolutely one easy thing. And probably most of you do that. But if you don't, I would say that's an incredible way to affirm to your spouse that you're thinking about it. 
Well, it's not just, you know, and I guess I go then that's really towards the communication. And then last time we mentioned how it can be a hindrance in communication. If you're focusing on your technology and not your partner, hey, this is a great way, like Carla just said, to really enhance the relationship. And on the one hand, it, it, it makes it easy. And so you can't really have those excuses. Like she said, I used to use, and there you were did. reasons, not excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be a tremendous tool and just saying expressions of love and encouragement to your spouse, to your children, to, you know, other people in general. But since we're a marriage podcast, we're talking about how do you use that to really forge a stronger marriage? Yeah. Well, I think it helps build the idea of thinking that you're thinking about one another that you're, you know, and again, it's an easy way to do it. That's really says you're on my mind. Yeah. We talk about, especially one of the things we talked about in the past is for women, one of the things they desire is to be cherished. And that's to know how, and that she knows how important she is to you. And Hey, technology, texting, emails, all those things are a great, great way to do that. Uh, another thing is we talked about love languages. And if your partner's love languages are words of affirmation, Boy, technology is a perfect way to really build and fill that love tank. Well, and so I think that's easy. It it just allows you to daily, you know, several times a day or daily or whatever. Um, it allows you to make little connections to maybe share things that sometimes get lost. And I think one of the things that's kind of neat is let's say that you got something that happened at work and you can't you can't call me or you can't call your spouse, but you really want to remember to tell them this story. You text them and say, hey, babe, remind me tonight to tell you about blank. I mean, that's great because what it hap- what I think it does two things. One, it says, wow, I really wanted to share this with you. So that's kind of neat. And two, it really does help you loop your partner in so that you don't forget because life gets busy and you went to the ball game and you did this and did that and you forgot by the time you got in late and you never told your wife about it. And now days go by and something happens. They're like, oh, I didn't tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. And so it's a it's a way to use technology to remind you to share something in fuller detail. Yeah, another quick way that it's sort of been a lifesaver to me is... The alarm? No. Oh, the alarms are good. Alarms are good, too. That's another thing. We'll get to that. Okay. This is, for us, and if you heard us talk, one of the things I do is I pretty much do most of the grocery shopping. And Carla, you were so gracious to always make me list because no telling what I'd come back with. Uh Uh-huh. But I have a bad habit of leaving the list on the kitchen counter sometimes. Uh Sometimes. Sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes. Mm. And... Boy, technology has just been a lifesaver. And I can say, babe, I think I forgot the list. Can you take a picture Picture of of the list and send it to me? So that is, yeah, that's one you got to say. That's one little thing. So instead of me having to say the list again. Or to come home without half the stuff that was on the list trying to use my memory. So memory um, triggers, um, alarms. Alarms are great because, again... You know, and I can only speak from personal experience. Which he has lots of it. Yeah. And as Carla said before, I can get sort of a typical male. I get single focus. I get zeroed in on something and I may forget all about certain the things. The house could be on fire. It could be. Um, maybe it's a thing to be somewhere. Maybe it's a thing to call somebody. 
Um, maybe it's just sort of a follow-up to remind me, hey, you shared about you've got a doctor's appointment, you've got this meeting, and my alarm is a reminder, hey, check on that thing that that person asked you to pray about. We sort of mentioned that before. Yeah, we have, and I've said that to my kids before. I've said that to kids that are not my biological kids, but um, some of our home teams that we love and think of that way, and I've said to them, hey, this is one of the ways that God really, we can use this to, like you said, to remind us to pray, to follow up, to check on somebody. And so it really is a way to help us not forget something because we're all carrying lots of pieces of information running around in our brains. So again, it's a way to allow the technology to work for you. Yeah, and not against you. Uh, this is one of the other ways that this is something that I've just seen is oftentimes, and this is a, a positive thing you do, Carla. Oh, um, you act surprised by that. I'm not, okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm you, not, you do all sorts of positive things for me. Um, and that is, it's the ability to share other information such as, you know, you listen to different, you listen to different podcasts, you read different articles. And, and one of the things that's been a huge encouragement to me is when you said, Hey, I've read this. I was doing my quiet time this morning and I came across this. And I just wanted to share it with you. It was oh. really encouraged me. And I just wanted to share with you, see what you thought about it. Okay. And, and that's been a huge thing. And one of the things we talk about is how do you build spiritual intimacy? And this is one of the ways you can do it. Boy, as you read something, as you read scripture, that's been really that God's spoken to you through, hey, use that, that phone, send a copy on your computer, whatever you're doing, send your wife, your spouse an email and send and share that with them and yeah. just say, Hey, God really spoke to me through this. Can't listen to this and let's talk about that later. Well, and I think, um, again, I might say, I don't know about men. Um, if they do this as frequently women, probably, uh, Christian women, maybe they're in the same Bible study, small group, this, that friends, and they might share something they read in a devotional or something like that. So I would say that women probably do that and share that but I bet you they end up doing it more to another female, like in their small group, their whatever, maybe not always their spouse. So you bring up a great point. And again, sometimes it may be something that's apropos for the small group they're in or something. But I think there may be other times that we're sharing a piece of our heart and soul when we say this impacted me. God really spoke to me through this this morning or man, this challenged me. What do you think about this? I think it's a it's a great thing that uh, hey, I've just been super encouraged by it, and it it's you know uh, it's it's a great way again to use technology in a positive way. I was going to say to think about some of the so many negative trashy stuff that gets sent all around everywhere, but to think that sometime the kingdom work and the things God is doing in our heart and lives and in our marriages that we can use this technology. Oh yeah. Let's let it work for good. Let's do something. All right. So we just talked about how you can, you know, that emotional intimacy and connection by remembering to share things, share experiences with each other, the spiritual intimacy by hey, sharing something, maybe an idea, a thought, a verse that God, an article or something you've shared with me. 
Let's talk about how you can use technology to enhance the physical intimacy in oh, your relationship. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, you, got, can, you got something oh, to say? I got something to I'll say, say about oh, this. Great. <laughs> okay. Like, all right. And I think we've said this before. I don't know if we've said this on a podcast. I know we've taught on this before. But the idea that especially there are going to be certain seasons of your life. And it's probably when your children, well, it's probably when you have children in your home, period. But definitely when they're little, they're waking during the night, they're getting wanting to come get in the bed with you. They're all kind of pieces like that, that the the physical intimacy and, you know, really carving out that time and making time for that can be challenging. And that's a season that you've got to be a little creative at times. But one of the things that's cool, because we talked to couples about, you know, spontaneous sex is great. But so is scheduled sex. And there's a piece to scheduled sex that's fun because because we've planned it and we got a babysitter or because of this or that and we've got time together tonight, guess what? I send you a little text this morning. Yeah, you can stoke the fire. Yeah, or you send me something back and say you're counting down the hours or something. Or you send me just, I don't mean inappropriate pictures that you're going to get arrested for, but I mean something cute or a funny emoji that just says, hey, I got you on my mind and I am looking forward to tonight. I mean, I can assure you, men, if you are doing that for your wife, you are helping her mentally, emotionally get ready all day to be there tonight. Yeah, I think that sort of works both ways. I think, real quick, you know, one of the stereotypes out there is that men are always ready to have sex and women are. And all the research shows that can be either part. Right, exactly. You know, one, it's not uncommon for, you know, the wife to have a higher sex drive than the male does. and But a lot of times, whoever that person with the, the lower sex drive, it's not so much that they don't want to have sex and they're not ready is they have to be primed, encouraged. It is a process to get them to that point. Um, And as you said, boy, those little texts or messages or I love you, I can't wait to see you. That's awesome. That is an awesome way to help them boy, to get ready, uh, sort of submit, to be in the mood later on in the yeah. evening. Yeah, and and again, those are neat things that we can do for one another that sort of, it also lends itself to those bonding, shared little experiences, moments, little things you say to one another that are only yours for each other. And those are, those, that's cool because that's something you should only be saying to one another. Yeah, and that is a, you know, we talk about the that place we want to get to in marriage is that place that we can be totally unveiled, totally ourselves, and feel that freedom to share ourselves. And it's these little things that help build to that place in your relationship. Yeah, and, and it is. It truly is the, the little piece by piece that you pour into that so being so intentional and and that's what makes all the difference in the world. So yeah, I mean, let technology work for you um, in, in a powerful way, like you said, on all those different levels. One other thing I might add right here, just as a note, 
if one of you um, works maybe in a particular field, a particular job area, something like that, maybe texting is not ideal. And so I definitely think you want to always have this discussion because we have had some couples that ended up having sort of what you would say frustration or almost conflict around what was one in, one spouse's intention was to try to reach out, send texts, send messages to try to quote, quote, connect. The other person, just based on their job and their environment. Yeah, they almost saw that as a, a hard thing, an interruption. Yes. Thing. And it was, it stressed them because then they felt like they needed to respond and or if they didn't, that their spouse saw that as a negative sort of thing. And that may be sort of unusual circumstances where you really have a limitation on the use of that during the day. But definitely, if that is the case, you want to just have that discussion. You don't want it to be a setup that, again, an expectation is there that then one of you thinks I'm doing this because I heard this or I, I think this would be a nice thing. And you didn't respond at all like I thought you should. Absolutely. So that's just one little caveat to that. And so, you know, and, you know, any other things you can think of that you would say, hey, this is a real positive way to use technology, whether it be cell phones or your computers, tablets, or even old fashioned things like televisions and movies that would really can be used to really enhance the well, marriage relationship. again, I was going to say, and this could obviously doesn't have to be typed out and written, but just the idea, again, of putting in writing, however that is, things that we want to convey to one another. I think we, we've probably lost the art a little bit of writing to one another. I mean, think back generations, no phone. The only ability really was to communicate by letters. Or, or I remember I was thinking as we were talking about texting each other before how I used to when we were dating, I would leave notes on your car. Yeah, yeah. And I think about that and that kind of makes me feel warm on the inside just thinking about it because it was so fun because I would come out of, I was in nursing school and sometimes you wouldn't even, you wouldn't be there. I would come out to my car after class and there would be a little note stuck on the windshield and you would have come by the school wherever you were headed, found my car, which all that was effort. Really, it's way more effort than it is to send a text. Right. Yeah. And left me a note. But how much that conveyed. Wow. And so I think the written piece, if you want, if you type it in a computer and you send it via email, if you, you know, even type a text, I think those written words or things we can save um, are, are pretty power, can, can be really powerful. So as we sort of wrap up our uh, technology On the high sessions, note, yeah. On a high note. On the happy side. Uh yeah, just like we said at the very beginning when we started this, it, technology is amoral. It's, it's just neither a thing. good or bad. It's how we use it. And in the same way that, you know, I think of James from he talks about the tongue, how, you know, the key is learning to control your tongue, to have self discipline with it. Hey, you can curse somebody or you can bless somebody. Yeah. And technology is the same way. Boy, it can be an incredible barrier towards building intimacy in your relationship in all three areas, physical, emotional, and spiritual. 
or it can be a tremendous tool that God uses among many others that when used in the right way with intentionality, boy, can really enhance your marriage in a real positive way. Yeah. As and you so s- yeah, just take advantage of it. I was going to say, as you said on the first um, part one, it, it is here to stay. It's not like we're going back to the horse and buggy days. I mean, it's here to stay. And what is what we're talking about today will probably be obsolete in five years. They will be like, well, it was Snapchat, you know, I mean, probably won't even remember that word. But again, it, it is. And there, and there are a lot, I think, challenges to it. But again, we may as well harness what is there to be the absolute best so that we don't just have the negatives potentially or the downsides to it. Man, we may we need to make use of it. So wherever you are, hey, if there's some of those negatives that have crept into the way y'all use technology, hey, be intentional about setting up some boundaries there. And if you haven't really started using it in some of those positive ways we've talked about it, hey, make it a part of your relationship and start playing around with that and see how God can use that to really forge that marriage into something even better than it may be right now. Absolutely. So with that, we say goodbye, goodbye. and we hope to see you next time. Check out the website. Check out other podcasts. Check out the blogs. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Say goodbye, Gracie. Gracie? That's an old thing, but just go with it. (laughs)